Hello, friends. Welcome to worship. This is Pastor Jim, along with Deacon Paul, bringing you the final in our uh, midweek worship series based on the book of Isaiah, chapters 52 and 53. Let's begin now in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Bible tells us that we are all by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against God in our thoughts, words, and deeds. Is this also your confession? If so, please answer yes. Are you sorry for your sins? If so, please answer yes. By the mercy of God, we are redeemed by Jesus Christ, and in him we are forgiven. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our responsive psalm comes from Psalm number 36. Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mighty mountains, your justice like the great deep. O Lord, you preserve both man and beast. How priceless is your unfailing love. Both high and low among men, you find refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house. You give them drink from your river of delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Continue your love to those who know you, your righteousness to the upright in heart. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we remember today the injustice you endured as you were so brutally treated for our sake. Help us always to remember how easily we can be led astray. Strengthen our faith, O Lord, that we may honor you with our lives. We ask this in your holy name. Amen. Our Old Testament reading comes from the 53rd chapter of Isaiah, beginning at verse 8, and serves as the basis for Deacon Paul's message. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many, and he will bear their iniquities. So far, our Old Testament reading. Our epistle reading comes from the third chapter of Romans, beginning at verse 21. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and prophets testify. This righteousness has, is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God 
and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so as to be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. So far, our epistle reading. Our gospel reading comes from the 26th chapter of Matthew, beginning at verse 47. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, or all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with me uh, with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. So far our gospel reading. We join together now in confessing our Christian faith to God and to one another using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Friends, I give you Deacon Paul who will bring us our message today. There is no justice. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people, he was punished. This is the word of the Lord. I pray for all of us today. 
Although the U.S. Constitution does not state that a man is innocent until proven guilty, it is presumed. If you commit a crime, you are guilty. You are no longer innocent, even if you ever set foot in a courtroom. However, the concept of innocence is that all people are to be treated as innocent until the law proves them guilty in a court of law. Even today, with all the advancements in technology to afford better research, the more learned attorneys in our land and all the safeguards of the law, yes, even the powerful United States of America can make a mistake and sentence an innocent man to death for crimes that he did not commit. Now, 2,000 years ago, Rome had their judicial system, as did the Jewish people. Two different forms of government, two different sets of eyes. Yet Jesus is taken prisoner in the Garden of Gethsemane by a horde of people, officials, and townspeople bearing clubs, swords, and other sorts of weapons. Jesus is taken before Pontius Pilate for trial. He can't find anything wrong done by Jesus. So he sends Jesus to Herod. And Herod finds no faults either. So Jesus goes back to Pilate. Three more trials and still no guilt. There is no justice. How many times must a man stand trial for the crimes that he didn't commit? Oppression. That's what the Jews handed Jesus. Oppression, injustice, and hatred. They hated Jesus so much, they wanted to kill him. They hated him so much that they made charges and accusations issued to Pilate to try Jesus in court. The actions of the Jews are no different than the actions tumbling around in our hearts and our minds. Kill him because he's black. Kill him because he's white. Kill him because he's homosexual. Kill him because he preaches the truth. Kill him just because. Kill, kill, kill. People of this fallen world kill so often they're numb to their own actions. Rob a man of his life by crucifying because he's God. Jesus didn't lie. The, do, the Jews just didn't believe him. Their, the sin is theirs, not Jesus's. Rob a man of his life by crucifying because he preaches the truth. They crucified Jesus like many in the church today. Crucify their pastors for preaching and teaching the truth. Repent. America may be able to save those innocents locked up awaiting death, 
For Jesus, there was no such rescue, no such deliverance, no escape. Jesus was oppressed and hated, persecuted and killed to save you from sin, death, and the power of the devil. Jesus didn't have an appeal process. He only had the wrath of his father to face, knowing that it would consume him in death for your salvation. Jesus stayed the course of obedience. He did not waver. Firm, he stood on his father's word, even unto death on the cross. The justice of the father in heaven was carried out against his only begotten son, on Good Friday, justice for the world that Jesus was scourged with rods and whips, justice for you fulfilled when Jesus cried out, it is finished. Jesus suffered injustice and oppression in your place to deliver you the forgiveness of your sins. With his death on the cross, Jesus conquered death. He broke the stranglehold of death and the devil that held you in their grips. Jesus broke down the prison walls and the bars that held you captive in your sin. You are not a slave of sin. You are baptized. You are now slaves of righteousness. Your life is no longer lived in darkness. It is lived in the light of Jesus Christ. Jesus suffered and died on the cross to earn salvation for you. He rose again from the dead on Easter Sunday to give you everlasting life to all who believe on his name. Friends, that's you. Jesus claimed you from darkness and baptism and gave you life. He made you heirs of his eternal kingdom. Now Jesus continues to strengthen you in one true faith through the means of his grace, his words and his sacraments. Jesus comforts you with the knowledge of salvation. During your life in this fallen world, you will be oppressed because of the name of Jesus. Do not fear. The world may take your body, but it cannot take your soul. You are a child of Christ. You are baptized. And Jesus says to you, I forgive you of all your sins. He says to you, take, eat, take, drink. You see, Jesus continues to serve you today from his throne through his church. No one and nothing can ever steal you away from the king. You are his now and forever. Friends, as we close, we read this in Luke 18. Now, 
Will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? Let us remember that as we move into Holy Week, how deep is our relationship with Jesus and all the things that he's done for us as he prepares to go to the cross. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Friends, will you join with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we see the cross at a distance. We can only look at it from afar because of our sinfulness and our weakness. We hold our heads in shame, awesome, everlasting, and redeeming Lord, for even though we deserve no favors, you have done all this for us. Then if we dare to look on the cross, change us forever, for why should we ever be the same again? Dear Heavenly Father, your marvelous presence empowers us to do things beyond our normal capabilities. May we be humble enough to give you the glory for all the great things that you do through us and give us the hope that nothing can ever stop us from receiving the glorious inheritance from your hand. Thank you, Lord. God, we are prone to worry. We let things of the world, the elections, the economy, sit heavy on us, and we need to find peace. We invite you to reconstruct our thinking. May our hope be you. May our peace be you. May you help love flow out from us. Give us clarity that we may change what we're able to change and release what we can't. May we know the greatest joy is staying where you are. God, we thank you that you have the whole world in your hands, that we not need fear because you are the best manager, orchestrator, and caretaker. You made it all. We believe in you, Lord. We also pray for our fellow Christians, the whole church, the whole world that is in isolation and in illness together with all those who suffer in body and soul. We also pray for those people in, within our own congregation that they would be blessed with patience and strength and that they would receive healing and restoration in accordance with your will. All these prayers and the unspoken prayers of our hearts, we pray in that prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, we now receive the benediction, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you all. This now ends our worship. Thank you for joining us. Please join us again on Sunday when Pastor Jim delivers his Sunday sermon.